Good evening. It's me. Um, I'm here again to talk to you and also myself. Um, I have sort of forgotten what I was even going to say, but um, I suppose we're, we're here now and we're recording, so we best get cracking. Um, it's about, it's 24 minutes to 10 on a Tuesday evening. Um, it's been really, really, really windy and wet outside today. Um, I was, I have a, uh, a jacket, my, my kind of, my raincoat. It's sort of elasticated, um, at the waist. And it, it kind of doesn't really have much of a, uh, it, it, I don't think that's functional, if I'm honest, because basically the rain kind of all sort of, um, like, deflects off the jacket and rolls down and then just funnels its way to my waist and my trousers and my work trousers was soaking today. Um, not for the whole time, but they were soaking for long enough. So that was good. Um, I had a ham sandwich for lunch as well. And uh, I mean, if I'm honest, it was, it was fine, but yeah, whatever. Um, I'm going to do the little diddly diddly bit. And then I'll come back and talk to you about something. Hello again. Um, something that's interesting <laughs> of late is that the cat's been sick a few times. Um, and I, can have, I have my own issues with it as a whole thing. Not the cat being sick, I think it's perfectly, well, it's not fine, but, you know, she's a cat, I don't really think, oops, getting tired, oh, getting tired, big, big yawns, um, yeah, she's a cat, she's not really in control of herself, um, and I think she gets a bit of a bad rap for being sick occasionally, and I think there's a bit of a kind of a circle of problems here that isn't getting resolved properly. Um, I live with my mum, obviously. Well, I say obviously, but I do. Um, and the problem we have is when the cat's sick, the cat gets kind of punished. And um, just in the sense that she's not allowed really outside of the kitchen which is a dry white surface. I get it. That said, I am still one of the people that cleans the the sick as and when it happens. So, you know, I feel like I should probably have a say in whether it's fine um, or not. She was massively sick on the stairs, though, to be fair. Carpeted stairs. I have my own view on carpeted stairs. I think... Well, I was going to say I prefer wood, but wood on the sock is a very slippy sort of scenario, I can imagine. 
Say on a winter's day, and you're wearing a woolen sock. You're slipping all the way down some wooden stairs. And you're going to hurt your coccyx. So, okay. Maybe I'm alright with carpeted stairs. Anyway, carpeted stairs aren't fantastic when you've got a cat that's going to be sick on them. Um, so, yeah. The cat was sick on the stairs. We've locked her in the kitchen. That's fine. She's got a bed in the kitchen. Don't worry. She's alright. However... I do kind of feel like getting punished for it seems a little harsh. Like, you know, when you're ill, you you, sh- you don't get punished. You wouldn't expect to be punished for that. And I just think we should be a bit nicer about it. But, I don't know. We'll see. Um, my main issue is that mum kind of thinks, well, if she's being sick, we shouldn't feed her so much. I think the problem there is um, you can't, like, I think when she's not getting fed, that means she's more likely to go outside and eat something that she probably shouldn't eat. don't think she goes as far as eating, like, poo. She definitely likes eating. Oh, yawn. Yawn. She definitely likes going to eat, um grass um, and maybe small animals all of which are likely to make you ill I would say Um, so I just think we should be feeding her properly or normally not that we're malnourishing her but basically I'm sneaking sneaking the cat food and she likes me I'm always going to be her favourite so yeah there's that Speaking of eating, um, I'm I'm pretty disgusting again. Um, I was pretty good in terms of uh, my diet and my working out and all of that for a while. Um, I'm still trying now, but I'm just struggling to get time. And I know that whenever someone says they're struggling to get time, it's kind of a bit of a cop-out because you always have time. But, you know, whatever, I'm copping out. Um, but my big issue is I keep eating like a, um, like a person who wants to self-destruct. So, uh, yesterday I had a chippy tea, large chips, gravy, eight chicken nuggets. God, it was spectacular. But, um bad for you, real bad, Um, and I think, I just need to probably take myself a little bit more seriously um, on that front, because I, you know, I, I, I don't think I can, I'm not looking after myself, or Sorry, my body doesn't look after itself as well as others do. And when I say that, it sounds like I'm trying to take the blame away from myself. But what I mean is, I know a lot of people that can basically eat whatever they want. So they might have pizza a lot, or um, chips a lot, Mackies, all of that. 
McDonald's the best restaurant on the Isle of Man, might I add. Um, well, in fact, no, the best restaurant in the world, I might say. Um, and yeah, I know a lot of people that could basically just fly through all of that. And they don't tend to put an ounce of fat on. Um, whereas, say, myself, if I so much as catch a whiff of a crisp, nah, the crisp lives on me forever. For the next 13 years, the crisp will rest quite nicely above my hip, um, sort of on my back area as a sort of back fat type thing. Um, I think I mentioned back fats a while back. But yeah, crisps, chips, pie, um, you know, any sort of stodgy thing. Mashed potatoes. Pretty sure my entire belly's made out of mashed potatoes. Um, and good God, I don't think I would ever take that back, to be honest. But my point is, I... I've been thinking about it today, and I think what it is is that the people I know who just seem to get away with it, I assume they're little workers, their little bodies inside, basically just deal with it all pretty well. So, well, for 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 um, an anonymity's sake. Even though I've obviously thrown that out the window by mentioning Dave Setry all over the place, but you know, sorry. Um, if a man that I know called, uh, if I if a man that I know who's called Reginald um, eats uh, a massive, massive takeout meal, I feel like his little bodies will just say to him. Come on, Reginald. Don't be doing that. But fine, we'll deal with it. And they do all their little bits. They they process it. They get it sorted. They put all the things in the right boxes. And they just kind of say, right, fine. And then, obviously, flush it out. And without going into too much detail, I did a little burp there, by the way, at some stage. You might have heard it. You might not. Um... Without going into too much detail, what comes out the other side is kind of, you know, to be expected, we'll say. Um, whereas, what... <laughs> don't know if I should be talking about this. What happens in my world, my little bodies, if I so much as throw them a chip, they say, No! Oh, what's this? What the bloody hell is this? It's not vegetables or, or fruit or, frankly, not enough food that you're absolutely starving. It's, it's, it's something fun. It's a chip. What are we going to do with that? And what happens is they sort of mess around with it. They don't really do anything. And then they just leave it somewhere. They just leave it on, my, on me. They leave it on the shelf. And then what happens later on, after I've eaten the whole plate of chips, obviously, because I've never had one chip, what happens later on on the other end is 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 a mess. 
quite frankly, it's a mess. And and I just feel like my my little bods, my fellas and ladies, I want to sort of sit them down and give them a real good talking to and say, what are we doing here? You know, are you on my side or not? Because I should be allowed to eat a donut and not live with it for the rest of my life. I should be allowed to eat a full loaf of white bread with um, with butter on it, you know, after being lightly toasted for a while and eating it in rounds of two. I should be allowed to do that. But no. Um, you know, selfish, irresponsible, my little bodies are. So, yeah, in in hindsight, I basically just need... There's a lot of work for me um, to get rid of the mashed potatoes on my belly. So, yeah, I guess I'll keep you updated on that. I need to bloody get running again, properly. Um, oh, actually, yeah, I did beat a little one of our work things last night. Uh, we we have, like, a, have little work records in the gym. Obviously, no one that goes to the gym is like an actual athlete, so the records are all fairly gettable. I beat one of them, and I think the two fellas who I beat are going to be furious. But it doesn't matter, because I did it under the cover of darkness, and I put my time up under someone else's name, so they don't know it's me. But I did it. Anyway, what am I even talking about? Yeah, I need to keep working out, and uh, probably need to just... Uh, sorry, I nearly swore there. Just need to eat like a normal person. Fruit, veg... And there may be some naughty things every now and then. Not every day. I eat too much cake as well, but, you know, don't we all? Um, yeah, I'm going to take a break. We're going to talk about something. See ya. Hello. Um, it's quite a bit later now. Um, I'm re-recording this bit kind of got it wrong last time which is a shame um just eating some some fruit and fiber which is good 20 past 11 at night nice way to set yourself up for bed now i can't sleep that's great thanks um yeah um i'm gonna tell you a little story about um a young man whose life I've changed forever. Um, first, I'm going to need to take you back to um, 2013. No, probably earlier than that. 2010, 2009. I don't know. I think I was somewhere between the age of 13 and 15. Probably, yeah, somewhere around that. So not 2000, maybe 2009, probably 2008 or 2009. Um, we, at that point, we, um, me and my mates, we would be, we'd be playing football a lot, wherever possible, pretty much, whenever possible, sorry, pretty much every Friday. We'd make a big thing out of it. Um, We'd go to the school field, play football for a while, basically until we can't play football anymore. Then we'd go to the co-op. 
kind of one of the cultural cornerstones of my childhood. We go to the court, we get ourselves a meal deal, some fizzy pop, maybe some Bramley apple pies. Um, yeah, we do that. We eat all that. We try and play more. We'd all get stitches. Someone maybe be sick. Then we would just talk about life and stuff for a bit. Then, afterwards, we'd like walk back towards kind of where I live. And on the way, we'd go to the chippy. I'd get a deep fried Mars bar. Um, presumably, I'm still living with the deep fried Mars bars that I ate back in my youth somewhere. Probably on my hips and my thighs. Um, 75p though. I feel like you can't turn that down. It's probably 75p for a normal Mars bar now. Anyway. Um, yeah. We'd go. After the deep fried Mars bar, we'd go and play Red Ass. Which essentially involved someone getting footballs kicked at their bottom. And, um, yeah, someone usually got hurt and upset. But but such is life. You have to learn from these things. Um, anyway, so this, this, this was a big, like, um, sort of tradition, ritual of ours. We, we would do it every, every Friday. We'd have a great time. Anyway, um... And in fact, sorry, it's worth saying, like, you know, we were were fairly well known as they were the group of lads that would be playing football every Friday. So, like, people knew that we'd be there and just people would just randomly turn up every now and then. And then one Friday, um, or one time that we were out, a group of younger lads kind of turn up and they asked to play. There's about three of them. Um... And the, uh, yeah, I think they're, at that time, they'd have been about nine or ten, maybe eight. There's no way of knowing, except for a a big yawn. Um, Yeah, there was no way of knowing how old they were, but they were much younger than us. So it kind of felt like a bit of a joke, but we let them play. Weirdly enough, they were they were <laughs> they were actually pretty good, um, and um, you know, presumably nowadays they're they're all actual athletes, and we're all kind of fat and old, and have podcasts. Um. So, yeah, one of these young lads, though, he's uh, he was an Asian lad, um, and. Kind of from where I'm from. Uh, he might be the only Asian lad I've ever known. Or one of. So. Um, yeah. We, you know we're from. It's a very small town. And you don't really get that many people. Who like emigrate here. It's not really the. the, the is it emigrate or immigrate? You don't really get many people. Who come here basically. Because it's small and and very very stormy and I don't know why would you <laughs> why would you live here anyway 
well, I know why you'd live here. It's amazing. But um, anyway, so this uh, this young lad's an Asian lad, which is cool. Um, I think the other, I think one of the other lads is kind of from like one of the Pacific Islands. I want to say, um, and I think the other lad was just from like you know down the road, um, and they all joined in, and they were all really good. Um, I remember the Asian lad in particular was uh, was very snappy in the tackle. He was very tenacious. He, uh, he really got himself about, and I loved it. Now, at the time, and this is a bit odd, I had a real fascination with a with a man named Nigel Rio Coca. Now, <clears throat> excuse me, fruit fiber, fruit fiber in my throat. Nigel Rio Coca was a, um, or is, or was, a professional footballer. Played in midfield for Aston Villa at the time. So I think that probably dates at 2008, 2009 sort of time. He played for Aston Villa and he was really quite decent. I think he might have even made the England squad at some stage. But Nigel Rio Coca really got himself about. He was a tenacious player. You know, he wasn't the most talented. I mean, he obviously, you know, in comparison to me, is a very talented man. But, you know, in comparison to his peers, Stevie G, he uh, wasn't that talented, but he, he, he worked hard. And that was nice. And I always appreciated that. Not to mention, his name was Nigel. And for people like me, and when I say people like me, I mean freaks, um... We, you know, it's easy to get behind a, a fella named Nigel, so I did wholeheartedly. I changed my um, my Facebook profile picture to him, um, and you know, some would say that that might be the foundation, the early foundation for for myself remaining single all these years. Um, yeah, he was my profile picture, and anyway. So, so I had a I had a big thing for him. I'm not quite sure why, except for the fact that you know I kind of liked him as a player. I thought he was awesome. Anyway, this young lad, this this young Asian lad whose name I don't, can't actually recall his real name anyway. I christened him Nigel, young Nigel, and he loved it. He reacted well to it. He was giggling around and he was going after the ball. And I was like, oh my God, Nigel's going to get you. And he got people. He properly got people. He was he was basically Nigel reincarnated. So anyway, you know, young Nigel loved his name and, and, and his and his little mates who were with him, they, 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 they sort of carried it on with him. They, and they were calling me Nigel and everyone was saying, Nigel, pass me the ball, go on, Nigel. And uh, it was great laugh, and and he was he had a great time. And um, you know, we all left as we all left as as friends, and and um, you know, we were all pretty pleased with with how it all happened. And he's still about. I think he I think he he is a native of my town. Um, and I think a few of my mates who, who we used to play football with 
they still know him, so that's good. But just in general, we all kind of fell out of touch and I hadn't really haven't seen a lot of people in a long time. Anyway, if we fast forward a few years, um, I think it was probably about last year or the year before, I'm walking around around my town, um, you know, not with anyone, of course, by myself, uh, not quite sure what I was doing, but I was, well, I was actually walking past, or to the co-op, most likely to the co-op, presumably to buy some form of, yeah, two bags of share bag crisps, not to be shared. Um, and, um, there's a group of lads walking out of the co-op. Now, of course, I'm intimidated, um, so I kind of look at the floor, um, as I do. You know, if the, if I can't see them, they can't see me. Good mindset, I think. I sort of, you know, crack on, hoping they pretend I don't exist, and then, uh, as I... As I'm walking past the group, <clears throat> one of the lads sort of says, oh, go on, Nige. What'd you get? Yeah, what'd you get, Nige? Nige. And another one of the, the lads said the word Nigel. Now, there's not many words that rhyme with Nigel. And, I ha- and it was a name I hadn't heard for a long time. It was like Old Ben in the first Star Wars. Now, Obi-Wan, that's, that's not a name I've heard in a very long time. And that was, I mean, again, that's why I'm single. Um, yeah. So, at that point, I kind of am perked up. I'm like, oh my god. So I look, and lo and behold, in the group, there's an Asian lad who, I swear on my life, was young Nigel. Young Nigel had somehow, over the years, and we are talking probably nearly 10 years now, had actually adopted the name Nigel among his friends and of course he walked past he didn't know who I was and that is all um, all because of Nigel Rio Coca and my fascination with him as a young man and somehow and, and the idea of, of this, this this lad going through his life with kind of a pseudonym of Nigel is insane to me. And what's also a bit odd <laughs> is that it might be the most profound impact I've had on anyone's life. And it's to a person who I don't really even know properly outside of playing football with t- 10, 15 years ago. So yeah, <laughs> young Nigel's out there somewhere being tenacious, presumably, in midfield, and willing. And I'm just quite pleased about that. Um, I hope he's doing well. Maybe one day, maybe he's one of the, the five listeners of the podcast. Who knows? Um, but that's a bit of a mad story. 
Hello. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I hope you're doing well. Um, and you are not eating like I am eating. Um, I think that you should take the opportunity today to do something nice to someone. When I say do something nice to someone, let them know that you're going to do it, I guess. They might, want, they might not want it. But you know what I mean. Be nice to people. And be nice to yourself. Give yourself a pat on the back. You're doing well. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening. And if you think that you have a friend who might like to listen to this, let them know. And they might listen to it. And they might like it. And you might be able to discuss how strange I am together. And that would be a nice way for you to bond. So, have a think about that. Share it with them if you like. Or if you're like me and you kind of don't... Um, well, I've already told all my friends to listen to it. Well, not all of them. A few of them. One or two. Um, I don't have that many anyway. Um, yeah. I don't know what I'm saying there. But yeah. Um, have a nice week ahead. A couple of bank holidays coming up soon for us. Me. Might do a little cheeky bonus one. If anything fun happens. So. Bear that in mind. Thanks. And I'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>